This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Just ahead of this episode with Suzanne, where she shares loads of brilliant examples of how she got press coverage and the results of having such brilliant media exposure. I just wanted to let you know that I am opening the doors for my membership program and it will be the last time that the doors will be open at the founder member price, which is £57 a month. If you're interested in joining, um, you can go through the program that Suzanne followed to secure the press coverage she talks about in this episode it's also a year-long program so you get support from me for a year and there's extra master classes there are meet the journal sessions there's drop-in sessions there are forward planning sessions all kinds of exciting things going on so if you'd like to know more drop me an email or go to the show notes on this episode and there's a link there where you can sign up but it's only going to be open for the next seven days so that will be from the week until basically it will be from today which is the 6th of august if you're listening to this live when it goes out until monday the 10th of august so if you'd like to join in then do let me know hello and welcome to the show i am really excited this week to be speaking to um, a lovely lady called suzanne gould who i've known for it's coming up to 18 months now and who has done absolutely amazing things when it comes to getting publicity for her pet business um, and today we're going to be talking about how she went from feeling very shy and very reserved when it came to writing to actually featuring in lots of different newspapers, thanks to her writing skills and actually writing a book in lockdown. So over to you, Suzanne. Would you like to do a quick intro and tell the listeners who you are and what you do? Hi, everyone. I'm Suzanne and I am the head dog trainer at Edinburgh Holistic Dogs. Um, I specialise in working with rescue dogs to help them go from nervous to calm and confident canines and uh, I generally can be found doing dog walks during the week and then lots of one-to-one training um, at the rest of the time. Uh, Yeah, that's me. Fantastic. Well, it's lovely to have you on the show, Suzanne. Um, and I know lots of stuff about your background, but for, for anybody listening, um, you've got a really, I think you've got a really interesting backstory because you used to work in fashion, didn't you? So can you tell me about your old life before you became um, a pet professional? Yes. Yeah, so um, going back to like high school, I was, I kind of did want to be a vet, I'm not going to lie, but um, I didn't have the smarts for um, the break of the brains for being a vet um so my second love was art and design and I kind of just followed my feet with that and uh I land, ended up doing studying textiles at college and then I went to uni and studied knitting also knitted textiles yeah and from that um I went on to become a knitwear designer with the Edinburgh uh, woolen mill and yeah, I was, I was a knitwear designer and a ladies' clothing designer with them for like seven years. And then I moved to Edinburgh and became a ladies' wear uh, chief designer for Ness, which was a, a local independent ladies' wear brand. Yeah. And I was with them for four years. And uh, unfortunately, times changed and they ended up in administration. Uh, and after. 11 years of being a designer I was made redundant and 
Um, I was faced with the reality of carrying on being a designer, but I would have to leave Edinburgh. Um, and I didn't kind of want to do that. Or uh, I'd just leave the design worlds behind and see what else is out there. And I just thought, you know what? My dog at the time, Flash, we'd done a lot of um, training together and he'd put me on the road to like learning more about dog training. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to be a dog walker. I'm going to um, see where this life takes me. And then that way I can stay in Edinburgh and um, just try something new. Wow. Okay. So what was it like then going from, because I imagine you were paid, you know, quite a nice salary and everything uh, when you were a designer. So what was it like kind of waving goodbye to that and throwing yourself into something completely new where you literally just kind of start, I guess you're starting at zero, aren't you? Because you've got no clients, no nothing and going into a completely new, new, on a completely new direction. What was that like? Yeah. Oh, it was terrifying. Um, I'm not going to lie. It really was hard work. And like, I think, yeah, I did have a really lovely, great wage um being a designer and I had a fun job and I, I loved my job like I, I loved um creating and working with colors and fabrics um but unfortunately like a lot of the time it is a lot of admin work and um it it, it kind of does get you down a little bit and so I think I was ready to leave the design world um and I was obviously going to miss my salary um but I did get a redundancy package. Uh, I only got a statutory one. But yeah. um, it gave me the the little buffer, if you will, so yeah. that I could start my business. Um, and I think I had three months to either make it work, which means just getting the basic income that would cover my, my bills, never yeah. mind anything else. And... And if it didn't work, I would have to call it a day in Edinburgh and move back home to my parents in North Yorkshire and find a design job. Um, and so I just went for it with yeah. the with Flash and Nora as by my side. And all I needed was a Facebook page and the insurance and I could just get on with it. So I did. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So just to give us a bit of a timeline, when was it that you left? When was it that you started up with your dog walking business? Uh, February 2017. Wow. Okay. That's not that long ago at all, no, then, is it? No, not at okay. all. Okay. Fantastic. So you started off with a Facebook page, and and then um, you know how 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 easy was it for you to kind of get started? It actually was like really difficult. I think I, I managed to get one or two clients in the first few weeks um, just by kind of word of mouth. Um, but I was constantly sat on Facebook like because um, there's a closed network of um, dog walkers yeah. on Facebook for Edinburgh. So if anybody can't do a, um, a particular job or anything like that, then they'll post it up to see who's got availability um and also i did used to use my own um a dog walker called fiona and she yeah. was she was flash's dog walker and i was so upset when um i got made redundant purely because flash would have to stop going out with his pals and stop yeah. going out with um fiona i was more upset about that than i was losing my job and because i felt so bad for him yeah and uh but she was great and she um she actually was able to subcontract me some of dogs from her business so that really helped me like it, it got my feet you know 
comfy and I eased into like building up to um up to dog walks a day and mm -hmm. um just having that like visibility to be seen dog walking as well like it, it helps a lot and yeah and building up the relationships with her clients just it, it all kind of fed into um my business growing and like yeah. word of mouth and yeah but it was difficult I'm gonna say it did take I did manage to make ends meet um and then I think I, it was maybe a year before I was I could really relax into yeah. the job okay so that's not bad though a year to um a year to feel like that that's that's pretty good as I've been freelancing for 14 years and I've had like total roller coaster where amazing yeah. years and then really really rubbish years where you think oh my god I can't I don't know if I can keep going um so you went from so you've I know that you're now a dog trainer as well so mm -hmm. how did you kind of so you started off dog walking and, and picking up work from other people in in Edinburgh and um and Flash's dog walker as well um and yeah. then you've you've obviously trained to be a trainer so can you tell me how you how that kind of how your business grew into the training side of things well I think for me it was um uh I'd I'd join um Dominic Hodgson's Grow Your Pet Business Fast in a circle and to help me with my business and marketing my business because that is really lacking and I looked like um every other dog walker out yeah. there um so he his advice and influence really helped me in that respect and then I, I was set up I was full with all my dog walks were full I couldn't take on any more dogs and I was like I can't keep doing this until you know I drop dead or I yeah. can retire it's just like there's no way um so I was like I need I need to be able to grow this business and I need to make it into something more and, and that's going to benefit me long term mm -hmm. so I like I say, I'd done quite a bit of work with Flash because when he when I got him, he had a whole host of behaviour problems. Yeah. And he just hadn't been trained, to be honest. And um, so I'd gone through dog training with him and um and I'd done a few like online courses for dog training on dog behaviour. And then I thought, you know what, I can I want to do the dog training. I want to be yeah. able to like have my own classes and um, you know, and my thinking was that every owner should have a dog like flash because yeah in the end he was like a really like he's always been happy like and he's a really well-behaved dog couldn't do a retrieve to save his life but <laughs> other than that he was like it was totally fine he was a therapy dog and a blood donor and um yeah he just had a really great life and i just thought i, I want to be able to share that and do the dog training so yeah. I carried on doing like lots more self-study because um, like do like dog walking dog training isn't a regulated industry yeah. so there is different people that you can become affiliated with but I just decided to go down the self-study route and to mm ensure -hmm. what courses I wanted to do and um, yeah and I, I, I think that was when did I do that I think that was in in like summer of 2018 mm -hmm. and then by February last year so February 2019 that's when I first started doing my dog training classes wow okay okay no it's really good to hear that though because I think like you know you having Flash's story and seeing what you've done you know seeing how he how he and you know how he grew into 
you know, well-trained dog who went and did incredible things and yeah. pets as therapy and blood donor, you know, helping other people. And that, you know, that's just incredible. And you must've been so proud. That's oh, a really good, um, uh, uh, absolutely. But that's such a lovely, um, inspiring story as well for when you're kind of going out there and you're having those conversations with other people who, who need support with yeah. their dogs, you know, when, when you've had that personal experience, it just makes such a difference, doesn't it? I think I've talked about this before. Like when I had training for Daisy once, I went to see this like really strict guy and he was, he just made me feel terrible for spoiling her. And it was like, there just wasn't any kind of story there and he just wasn't compelling. There was no kind, there was no, I couldn't relate to him. I just found it really scary. And I thought, I don't want to, I don't want to have a dog like that. I don't want Daisy to not sit on the sofa and just be like, you know, you know, just doing as she's told all the time. I didn't want that. So I think when you've got that experience yourself it makes such a difference and it really it really builds connections with people doesn't it yeah oh yeah definitely and and with flash i mean it wasn't a straightforward easy story with him to get him to be trained and and i say in in my book like uh, you know i used to hate going to dog training classes because i went through quite a few different ones before i found one that i liked as well as that he liked um and i at numerous times it ended up in tears after dog training class because yeah um flash was never bad or anything he just he he liked an audience and he liked to show off and he liked yeah. to flirt with everybody and and then i would be compared against the woman who's been um obedient showing her dogs all her life so yeah. she could get her golden retriever who was 12 to do what she wanted at the flick of her wrist she didn't have to say anything and I was like oh my god and that meanwhile I've got Flash running around the room parading off a tennis ball that he wouldn't bring back to me so uh, like I've been there and you know had people like put you down and you know get stressed out that you know I hate that I was made to feel like I was a bad dog owner because I couldn't get Flash to do what they wanted him to do and yeah um, and I just, I, I hate that idea that, you know, people get made to feel, feel bad, you know, yeah. no dog's perfect. And that's pretty much how I, um, approach dog training. Like yeah. dogs have the strengths and dogs have the weaknesses. So it doesn't okay. matter. No, that's such a, but that's the thing people, I think, you know, gone are the days where we want to like in anything in life, not as well, not just with dogs, but gone are the days where you know people want to be polished and perfect like yeah and we just have to you know we have to ex- we have to accept that dogs have personalities and we just want to kind of give them the best life that we can don't we so yeah I bet you you must be a, f- a breath of fresh air to to people like you I guess who've been <laughs> in that horrible situation where they felt rubbish and now you know they've got someone who understands them and who just wants to get get the best out of them so okay so sorry I've gone off on a bit, bit of a tangent there. I was doing let's start talking about I was like oh my god this happened with Daisy but anyway um so what I wanted to talk about is but so uh, this podcast obviously is about getting publicity and it's about communications and, and and all those things as you as you know um and I wanted to talk about so I so I came into contact with you um at the beginning it must have been just actually when you started your dog training business because I remember I'd done so I know most of the people if you're listening you probably know Dominic anyway and he's been on the show as well he's a pet business marketing coach and um, we're we're friends and he I've spoken at his events and that kind of thing and he's been on here um so what happened um at the beginning of 2019 I did um a 
I did I think it was a was it I can't even remember what it was it was like a kind of um it's like a webinar stroke it was, I think it got sent out as a CD recording from it was a CD because that's yeah um I listened to that and that's um uh when I bought your book yeah so I did um the back of that yeah okay so yeah so this CD I did an interview with Dominic and he sent it out to his um, the people in his pet business in a circle and then Suzanne I just had my I put my I had my book out in um 2018 so Suzanne bought Suzanne got my book off the back of this and then I remember you sending me a message saying you'd sent out a press release and it got in the paper and I was like oh my god that's so brilliant I love it when people tell yeah. me that they've had a result and I wasn't really doing much with the I'd written the book and then I just kind of left it on Amazon and I hadn't really done anything with it but I had a few people who who who'd bought the book who who were put on an email list and you were one of them and then I had a bit of an idea about doing a I kind of felt that pet business a lot of pet business owners wanted to create content and write their own blogs and that kind of thing but um, confidence was a bit of an issue a bit of a stum- a bit of a hurdle for people and I, I kind of felt that because I'd already done a pet blog myself I could help other people write blogs for their pet businesses so I put this email out and just put the feelers out to see if anyone was interested and I remember you emailing me back and saying I would be really interested because I feel like I want to write but I don't I'm not sure if I come across okay and I don't want to sound like I'm being too bossy and that kind of thing um so yeah so that's how you kind of came into my world um properly because we met at um impact last year as well that's when we first met but yeah yeah, like you'd you'd already helped me before that with your book so yeah it was great to actually meet you <laughs> oh bless you I know it was really good to meet you as well because like whenever you know what you know it's like when you get emails from people and talk yeah. on social media and stuff it's just so good to to um meet in real life as well yeah. so when you did the con so at that point like when we did the content course and the the, the blogging course mm-hmm. um before like when you kind of came into that, how did you feel when it came to writing? Because we're going to talk about your book later on, but I just wanted to kind of get paint a picture of how you felt when it came to writing about what you do in your business um, and kind of expressing yourself really. How was it for you then? Oh, I was terrified. Um, I, just the idea of writing writing a blog was just terrifying. Like I was like, one, who wants to listen to me? And two, like I'm notoriously bad at spelling and grammar. Um, so I, I had cold sweats thinking back to like GCSE English and I, you know, I had to retake that um, when I was in college um, so I could get into uni and I just, I was like, I can't, I had the ultimate fear of doing a blog and I, I think I might have actually started a blog at that point um, but it was really like very formal and I just, I didn't like it. I didn't, and I always found it really tough to write like I really had to force myself to write so I was like I need you know when you emailed about the course I was like yes that's why I want I need to do it brilliant um, yeah. <laughs> but I think you like I remember like there was you Jenny um there was you Jenny Kirsty and Claire and the, like the first thing we did was just get you to kind of just write your story as you tell it if you were telling somebody you know over yeah. a cup of tea or in a you know if you're having a drink in the pub and I think it's just a case of like the more you do it, the more you, the more you get into it, and the more confident you feel, don't you? Oh, definitely. Because I think after I became comfortable with how I write, which is pretty much how I speak, um, yeah, I, I'm not scared by it. I just don't have the time for it some days. <laughs> definitely. Um, 
and also the other thing is which you just said before about like people you know a lot of people particularly like particularly like anyone over the age of about 25 we've still got it in our heads that we have to kind of write like we used to do at school and it has to be perfect yeah. you know, yeah. I, I shouldn't be saying that you know grammar doesn't have to be you know right but I do think that the, we, we are far I think we're far more relaxed when it comes to writing now and once you once you can kind of let go of thinking you have to write like you you know you're doing your a-level english exam or whatever then it all becomes a lot easier doesn't it and you know we everything is a lot more informal now um oh so, yeah so i think it's just kind of okay i think once you get that get past that thing where you you realize it's okay to just be you everything's just so much easier isn't it yeah definitely i like i definitely got to a point in my business where i was like you know what i'm brilliant at what i do like i'm yeah. a stock walker um but it, it was just how to get that across verbally or in the you know written format sorry i should say yeah um that's just really just put the fear in me but like all that's gone and it's because i've just let it all let all those stupid restraints that were holding me back i've just let them go and it was yeah it was just the fear of you know not writing correctly enough <laughs> okay so and also i know obviously we, we talked about blogging but your social media you know that kind of goes into your social media and and you know you can build with obviously communicate and build relationships with people that way as well so now you when you kind of gain that confidence and and just the kind of you know when you got going i guess with the writing how did that impact on your business um, I guess I was just happier. I was putting out blogs maybe once a week. I was happier to like um, communicate better with, you know, more with people and get my emails. That's another thing. I, I had an email list, but I, I rarely used it because, again, I was like, what do I say? And, um, you know, is it going to be enough? Are people going to want to read what I have to say? And, um, you know, so now I've got a regular email that goes out, and uh, and that's written in my own voice, and um, and I have a newsletter which I, I think has gotten easier to read as time's gone on because I've stopped being so formal about writing about dog training, and you know, I just I've definitely relaxed my whole approach to um, how I present myself on my website yeah. as well even like it's I, I write how I speak and and how I speak is how I interact with everyone so yeah. um yeah it's definitely when people do come across me they come across my website first and so to be able to have that easy conversational writing yeah and then they get the same the same what what do you say the same speech out of me when we're talking I yeah. think that really helps definitely I think because yeah the idea is that when you know if people read about you people kind of look at what you do online and then when they meet you they feel like they already know you don't they and they can yeah. look at what you're doing and look at what you're kind of putting out into the world and think yeah that's the kind of lady or guy who I'd like to work with so tell me a little bit about what you do in your business as well because I know we're going to talk about this later but you do lots of work with rescue dogs don't you so like is there a particular type of owner who you support or a particular type of dog who you train and, and, and kind of care for um 
Well, like I say, I have the dog walking side and the dog training side. And yeah. as it happens on the dog walking side, I do actually walk a lot of rescues. And that was the case even before um, I did the, started the dog training. Um, so walking them, it's always been pe- dogs that have needed like a little bit more help and um, TLC and a little bit more um, boundaries put up in place for them when, when we're on walks, especially like in groups. So I walk um, like my lunchtime group and normally my, my reactive group. So I have up to like five dogs, each with their own different reaction. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've learned like in trial by fire almost is like how to help them and how to give them a positive experience. And, and then when it came to starting dog training, um, I actually did set up to do puppy classes and beginners classes and um, and I struggled to fill puppy classes because like it's hard to have a consistent amount of puppies yeah um, and I did but my beginners classes were always full and I was always having to put an extra one on a week to accommodate the um, inquiries for them and it turned out that in those classes like 50 or 75 percent of them were actually dogs that had been adopted or rescued from abroad yeah um and I was like you know what these dogs they don't need basic training what they need is like confidence training Mm -hmm. and the more I thought about it and the more I I looked at um what I'd done with Flash um at the time I had um Ali who's reactive to bikes yeah um like I was like, these dogs need help just to be comfortable in themselves. And so I think, when did I do that? I think last year was when I started the rescue only dog training. So yeah. it's classes purely for dogs who've been adopted, um, rescued. And we focus a lot on um, confidence building between the dog and the owner for the dog in new environments. Um, and I teach a lot of how to manage a dog. So if they are reactive, what you can do to help them and support them without going down this route of telling them off, which Mm -hmm. gets you annoyed and the dog annoyed. So, yeah, it kind of like snowballed from like a a realisation like early on in the dog training classes that, you know, there's a lot of rescue dogs out there that just need confidence and TLC before they can then progress to like beginner's training. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting too, because I remember you writing about Ali and the dog and the people on the bikes, like when we first worked together, um, yeah. like ages ago. Um, and I think it's, I think I can totally see why. Well, I guess you just you you, the stories that you tell would resonate with the people who have these dogs, and it just, you know, it does just make so much sense that that you've kind of fallen into this niche, which is such a brilliant niche as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. And yeah, and like you say, the rescue dogs need reassurance first before you can reassurance and confidence before you can do anything more with them with the training so it's just having that understanding isn't it really yeah um, yeah you know I mean I, I'm not a pet professional as you know but I've, I learned so much from speaking to people like yourself and other people I've spoke to over the years and god I just wish I'd known all of this when I first got a rescue dog like 12 years ago because things would have been so different but that's why I love the fact that you put your stories out there and and people do, you know, people know that there is help out there and like not all dog trainers are, are, are you know, are terrifying. Um, and, you know, like the kind of person who I talked about earlier on. 
Um, So I wanted to, so if we just kind of fast forward to, or or rewind a little bit, actually, not fast forward, but anyway, um, you came, so you came to me in February, um, because obviously before lockdown, and you were talking about wanting to get some help promoting the rescue dog um, classes that you were doing, and we worked together on a press release, didn't we? Um, And then lockdown happened. Yeah. anyway (laughs) so lockdown happened but then basically Suzanne after we did the press release together Suzanne decided to come and do my publicity program which happened it kind of happened at a good time really because there was you know apart from writing a book which we'll talk about later you were kind of marooned at home weren't you on your own because you couldn't couldn't go out and walk or train dogs so um so that kind of press release that we did that never ended up landing because of lockdown um you know kind of led to some really um led to some really good opportunities for you actually because yeah um you had like a, a massive a really amazing run of PR success um and you were on like you know you're in the telegraph on BBC radio um on woman and home website and and lots of other things in between as well um so can you tell me a little bit about what you what you kind of did really to to secure all of that coverage uh, I listened to you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you did more than that. <laughs> you did listen, Listen's, which is always good. Um, I listened and did as I was told. No. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so at the beginning of lockdown, I started um, a, a free Facebook group for just Edinburgh dog owners. And I, the goal of that was for me to go on and give them training tips and advice and set competitions up and um just have fun with the dogs while we're in lockdown um, yeah like I live on my own with two dogs uh so I know how to keep my dogs entertained but you know not everybody does and then we're all finding ourselves trapped at home so it's it was it's about getting um the owners working with the dogs and vice versa and like giving them all something to do um while we were confined to four walls and yeah. um, from that I answered a tweet because you got me hooked on Twitter <laughs> um, uh, looking for it was from the Telegraph and she was looking for um, small businesses that are helping their communities so I answered that um, and pretty much two days after I'd set up the Facebook group we were featured in the telegraph um yeah it's just helping out um fellow dog owners so yeah that no that was yeah. that was just fantastic but the thing is um it was it yeah. was it was really good timing because you know we were all the world had just been kind of turned upside down hadn't it yeah and people were journalists were looking for people who were doing great things to support their community and you were supporting yeah. obviously your the community of dogs so yeah it's such a great story um, and, and then how did things kind of develop from there? Uh, so I then was featured in the Edinburgh Evening News, so the, the local newspaper. They picked up um, about the the Facebook group. And from that, somehow, and I still am unclear to this day, but um, Kay Adams' um, morning show on BBC Radio Scotland picked up on... Um, the dog training group and they got in touch and asked if I would come on and speak with Kay about um, uh, helping dogs and teaching dogs new tricks even if they're older dogs so um, I spoke to Kay and we talked about her dog B and she wanted to 
teach Bea to shake Kapoa. And um, yeah. she, she wasn't convinced that Bea could do it because um, she was, I think she was seven. And uh, so after the show, I, I did a couple of um, videos for her via Twitter that I sent out to everyone and showed teaching my dog Ali how to give the paw because I hadn't actually taught her that. And so it was effectively learning from the beginning with Ali and showing um, Kay and everyone how they could do it. And eventually Kay and B got it <laughs> with a little <Yeah>. help. <laughs> Brilliant. And then she shared it on Instagram, didn't she? Yeah, she did. It was really good. Oh my gosh. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was just a bit of a, it was a, it was a bit of a crazy time really. Um, but, yeah. But fantastic for, you know, just, you know, obviously you came on the programme to learn about how to get more coverage and then you were literally flung into like one of the biggest national newspapers and talking to someone from Loose Women within the space yeah. of a week. Um, <laughs> I know. Which was just great. So the Facebook group, I know that like the stuff that you did in the Facebook group was just amazing. And um, what's what kind of impact has that had on your business? Um, because obviously when you're in lockdown, you couldn't do anything, but then you've been able to build an audience, haven't you, in the Facebook group? So what's that been like yeah. for you kind of coming out of lockdown? Um, what I found um, really good was that it, 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 in the same way that I was scared of writing, I was scared of doing Facebook lives and talking to my phone, you know, with yeah. no audience. And um, so at the beginning of lockdown, I was probably doing really short lives, like a couple of minutes long. And then by the end of lockdown, or when the majority of us were really released from it, um, I was rabbling on for like 10 minutes at a time on Facebook lives um, so I found my voice and my confidence and how to poke fun at myself and um, entertain I guess myself um, and Eric who showed me up on all the lives as well um, and from that people would stop me out walking when I was out walking Eric and um, Ali and ask if, I, if it was me on the Facebook group um, and I'd be like, yeah, that's me. That's my dog that shows me up. Um, and, yeah, from that, I've, I've had uh, inquiries for training and for dog walking. So it, it has been really good. And it, it's given me just, like, a nice little presence out in yeah. the local community as well. No, it's just brilliant, isn't it? So the, yeah. I guess the Facebook group fed into the publicity and the publicity fed into the Facebook group. So it's, yeah. just, it's just been um, – yeah, it's just a really – great great thing to come out of lockdown and all of the you know all of the you know the difficult times it's been for you know people running small businesses um so you've got that extra visibility and also the credibility as well is great you know you can put you've been in the telegraph and on bbc radio on your website which is just brilliant um but yeah. i wanted to uh, i wanted to talk to you about the fact that you you also went and wrote a book in lockdown which is like to go from being scared of writing you know, if it was only like a year earlier that you you was you know you didn't feel confident to write, and now you've written a book. So tell me about the book. Yeah, I mean that's crazy, isn't it? Because like, when did I do that blogging course? Was it before Christmas? No, it was March. It was April last year. Was it? I think. Yeah. Well, I had it. it was later in the year. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all blurs to one. Um. Yeah. So on my book, um, I was advised by Dominic that maybe I should write a book and put my knowledge in into obviously a book into the written form and I've been putting it off because 
again a book's a book's miles different to writing a blog that's yeah. only a couple of minutes long to read and I was like nobody needs to know what I know and you know I'm not I'm not really going to sound interesting enough and and then I was like well actually thinking back to when I got Flash and the mistakes I made with him and the massive journey we had to go on um it's like I'm going to write about rescue dogs and I'm going to um not only write about what I do in the classes that I have where it's all confidence building and bond building and um ensuring that you know the dog settling down into life I was like I need to write this from the get-go like from the start of your journey when you decide that you're going to have a dog or you think you want to have a dog and you're going to rescue this dog from either a local shelter or abroad that's where I start the book from and I was just like I'm going to take you from thinking about it to deciding you're going to do it from your first day to the first week and then into the rest of your lives together and it, it kind of like grew out of my experiences with most particularly Flash because like I said he was quite hard work um but it you know Ali, Eric um Nora all feature in there as well. Fantastic no but I think um like you've just said there um just sharing the stories is that's what you know what people relate to isn't it and that's what you know that's what people want to read rather than yeah. it being a really kind of strict manual about how to train your dog um and i guess because you had the facebook group and you were able to grow your grow your audience then you've got i know you've you've books on pre-sale now isn't it but you've got more people yeah. to go and go and tell put that book in front of as well haven't you yeah definitely I've, i feel like um it has given me another layer of confidence with um who i am as a trainer and a dog walker and as a just a person in general like I've, i can show the world what, what i've done um and it's not only me that's like saying how amazing this book is which it is by the way yeah. it's um you know i've had a lot of feedback and um, most i've had a, a, I think about four or five of my clients have read it um a, a number of different industry professionals have read it so from dog trainers to walkers to groomers um have read it and had eyes on it and it's you know it, everyone's come back with really positive feedback and um the other the other thing about wanting to write this book was that there isn't really anything out there like a good book that you know i could go and say you should read this as a rescue dog owner um I think that's missing in the world of books because there's, there's millions of books on puppies and general dog training and um, recall and walking nicely, but there isn't anything to handle bringing in a rescue dog who may have an unknown background or just a completely different life. Okay. And I think that this book is geared to help all those owners. No, I completely agree with you. And I think um, the way that you've just kind of described it as being, you know, starting right from the beginning when you're thinking about getting a rescue dog to, um, you know, to going through all the training and everything that you might do later on, it, it sounds like a brilliant, um, you know, everything you need to know about getting a rescue dog guide. Um, and like I say, you know, you're, you're just kind of real and relatable and that's what people need, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. So, sorry, go on. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, like going back to the dog training classes you don't 
you don't want someone telling you your dog should be perfect um, and they should be able to do X, Y, and Z. You just want someone to tell you that whatever you can do and whatever you do do to help your dog, that's that's perfect enough. And mm-hmm. and I, that's how I approach the the book as well. Like I can tell, I'll tell you all my mistakes, and I'll tell you like Flash wouldn't do a retrieve. Eric, I couldn't get him to do a lie down to save my life, but asking him to do like a stuck in the middle move getting him to weave around my legs he could do without like batting an eyelid so it's it doesn't matter you know there's nothing wrong with being imperfect yep absolutely uh, whether it's chaining your dog or blogging or whatever it is that you're doing I do think yeah. um yeah let's just not 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 be too hung up on being perfect you know there's no perfection where I'm when I'm around anyway um, <laughs> same here absolutely so going back to you know your you kind of you know before you started writing and before you kind of gained this confidence um to where you are now what would you say is the biggest what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned or the biggest lesson um the biggest thing i've learned would be that i'm that i'm brilliant enough just as i am um yeah yeah like like it you know even going back to before I worked with Dom, like I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm a good dog walker. Actually, I'm a really good dog walker. And it was having the self belief to say that. And um, and I think, you know, I've, I needed to go through the journey of learning to say that. Hell, yeah. I'm bloody amazing at what I'm doing. And and then having the confidence to put that in writing and have it reflected in writing, as well as doing um, videos and Facebook lives and things like that. It's it's just you know having the belief you've got to be able to have the belief in yourself before you can do anything else because otherwise that just didn't it won't come across in your writing yeah and I think um I think your you know your the successes that you've had with your clients speak for themselves don't they and I think when you can draw on those and and know when to draw on those as well when you're having those wobbles that's 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 really great for your confidence isn't it um, yeah. I, I say that from my own experience as well because you know you know me you've been there right at the beginning with me and it's like I was really wobbly still I'm still wobbly but when I see people like you do really well because you've kind of implemented the stuff that I talk about that really helps me so it and you know we all kind of have this don't we um you know it's 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 confidence for some people it comes easy and for some people it takes some time but you've got there yeah. and it's fantastic Okay, so if you had to talk to someone who's kind of where you are, who is, you know, where you are or where you were 18 months ago um, and feeling how you did, you know, back then and not feeling confident and, you know, worrying about putting themselves out there and how they might sound or come across, um, what would you say? Uh, well, I'd say that you've definitely got to start with um, your own self-belief and your own self-worth. Um, and you can do that really easily by looking at the clients that you've got because whether you're a dog walker, trainer, groomer, you know, you've got, you are taking care of somebody's dog and um, everyone's dog is their family, you know, and, you know, we don't trust them lightly with just anyone. So right there, you've got people who believe in you and love what you do. And so take that and make sure that you believe it yourself and then, start applying that belief and that confidence that you are a kick-ass dog walker um and that you know you do your job 
just as well if not better than anyone else and apply that to every aspect of your business um whether it is your writing or just jumping on the face on facebook live or um creating a new or a new training course you know you do you and make sure that you is the best version of you that there is and it all just kind of naturally builds on from there yeah, that's so good to hear um because you know we all i think we all have these wobbles don't we and and yeah there's often you know loads of loads of things that are going to boost our confidence right in front of our noses we just need to go and look at them don't we yeah because okay. i think sorry go on. i was going to say i think for the longest time i suffered with imposter syndrome when i started doing the dog training and it, it really did i really had to like step back and just look at that and actually go actually no i do know what i'm talking about look at what changes i have made to these people's lives and the dog's lives and yeah it's just having that like belief that um you are amazing and it only just start with you yeah soppy as it sounds <laughs> no absolutely and i think the, the trust thing is huge isn't it i think um sometimes yeah. it's easy to forget that you know as you know i'm a dog owner rather than a pet professional but you know we, we love our animals so much and and you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be we wouldn't use someone as a dog walker trainer groomer pet sitter if we didn't you know if we didn't trust them and like you know people like yourself are really really important people in our in our lives um so yeah i always try to kind of say that and remind people of that when i'm doing sessions and stuff because it is it's such an important thing isn't it so how yeah. do people find out more about you then suzanne um pretty much the easiest place to go is through my face um not my facebook my website okay and that's edinburgh help edinburghholisticdogs.co.uk and that's got all my info about me my blogs um information about my book and my training and um yeah you can find edinburgh holistic dogs on facebook as well and you can see all my daily photographs from the dog walks on there brilliant okay um and yeah and your books your book is going to be out this podcast is going out i think at the end of july beginning of august but your book will be out by then so um, what i'll do is i'll put the link to suzanne's book in the in the notes and the blog post for this episode and if you want to go and um, go and get a copy then you can do i've got one on order and i can't wait to read it i wish i'd had it 12 years <laughs> ago but it's got it you've done it and it's fantastic i'm so tough for you um so yeah so look thank you so much for coming on and talking about everything that you've achieved um i just think what you've done is just incredible and i'm so 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 chuffed oh no thank you and like you know you play a big part in my business just as much as dominic does and the people that i've met on your course and on his courses as well so thank you too oh no that's brilliant thanks so much suzanne Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.